2: Good day and welcome in to Rob Black and your money. Ooh, did you see the tax returns from Trump? The ones from the 80s and early 90s? Man, lost a billion dollars. Called it sport. President Trump fires back at the New York Times over the newspaper's investigative report that said his tax figures from 1985 through 1994 showed staggering business losses of over a billion dollars. Huge. Yeah, there's something to be said that... Not where there's smoke, there's fire, because most real estate developers lose money so they can get cash flow. It's almost impossible to explain, but it shows that he's not that much of a businessman and that you can't be like him. And a lot of people bought books like Art of the Deal trying to think they were him. A lot of people get into real estate thinking if he could do it, I could do it. It doesn't quite work like that. So anyway, that's out there today. And then we get Trump talking about, guess who's coming to town? The Chinese are coming to town. And he's talking about how they're coming to make a deal. That's pretty interesting. Yesterday, it was like, no deal's going to get done. Today, it's like they're coming to make a deal. Ugh. Not saying it's killing me. But, you know, I... Talked for years that Apple and Qualcomm are going to, you know, work their their stuff out. They're not going to go to court. They'll, they're not going to go in front of a judge. They'll argue about it. They'll they'll file legal filings. They'll see where the tea leaves fall, so to speak, and then say, "Nope, we're going to settle this one out of court because we don't want a judge doing that." And uh, that's what happened. But in that process, it turns into a she loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. You're like, oh, I'll just get to the end of the flower already. You with me? You against me. You gotta pick a side. So worldwide stocks did struggle yesterday, but today they opened lower and started and uh kind of worked their way back to positive. I'm not saying <laughs> I think what I'm saying, and you do this at your own risk, consult a broker advisor for taking action on anything ever mentioned on this show. You gotta ignore. The Wizard of Oz taught us that amazing lesson. When Dorothy finally gets to Oz. And she's talking to the all and powerful mighty wizard. And then she sees, like, a little man behind a curtain pulling all the levers to do the work. It's kind of like that. You've got to ignore it. Ignore the loud, <clears throat> boisterous approach that politics is having with Investments just do your job. If you're a police officer, be the best police officer possible. If you're a teacher, be the best teacher possible. If you're an investor, go long term. New study out today shows we're going to need about 16.4 times your salary for retirement. Now, that's kind of a tough one to put a finger on for me because we're all slightly different. I know people who live with their mom and dad. Uh, will they need 16.4 times their salary? If they inherit their parents' place, mm, tough to say. How much is mom and dad kind mean, of you know throwing out the free milk? When does that person ask to pay for their own milk when mom and dad are gone? So sixteen point four times your salary. Fidelity says older workers should aim to sock away ten times their ending salary by age sixty-seven. But global professional firm Aon big financial services company. They said it's going to be more like 16.4 times. I agree with that. Good news is that 5.3 times, that number comes from Social Security at this point in time. So, a little bit of a shortfall coming up for a lot of people. So, you earn $200,000 a year at the end of your career. To be at 3.2 times that amount, it's going to leave you a 640,000 short in retirement. It's a pretty big, serious number. Um, I've had a bit of a health scare in the last two or three months, very low white blood cells. Uh, I could probably say out loud, I'm not gonna live till I'm 90. I probably don't need 16.4 times my salary. Right? But what if I do? I don't want to be 90 years old and going, hmm, this cat food's delicious. Cat food may get more expensive. So a lot going on, to say the least. So uh, Trump defends tax tactics. I'm not going to talk anymore about that. It it feels to me like the Democrats will do the job there for me kind of thing. And uh, it's one of the bigger stories out there today. Big Uber protest today. Companies coming public worth $90 billion, and I'll be honest with you, I know some employees at Uber, and uh, let's just say they're not hurting. So when you see the drivers strike, saying, hey, we'd like some (laughs) health care, part of that $90 billion, can you slice off a little bit of it for us? And there's some legal reasons why you can't. But Uber and Lyft drivers are classified as contractors instead of employees, which has exempted them from certain benefits like minimum wage and social security. In both radio and television, I'm basically considered a contractor. I don't get full time uh, benefits. Which is fine. I can supply my own. But I get it. That stuff's expensive. And I get why companies try to dodge it and say, you know what, we're just going to hire contractors. They don't have to pay it. On top of it, they don't have to pay your Social Security. You have to. And that's a big, big, big hit. So a lot of these uh, Uber employees and Lyft employees, 10, 15, 20 years from now when they retire, they're going to learn that they weren't putting enough money away to get Social Security. So life is no, no bueno for some people. And you see the incredible amounts of wealth being created. I've got a friend who has a house on a hill, and he's building a swimming pool into it. He's an Uber employee. Filthy rich. Filthy, filthy rich. Uh, Now, again, he does stuff that I don't want to do. He leaves his family on a regular basis and travels around the world. Literally around the world sometimes. He's got teams in Dubai. He's got teams in uh, India. He's got in... Uh, How shall we say He is not short of telling you How fantastic the company is And how great he is And how You know what I'm saying So Anyhow I I don't Disrespect him I'm I'm saying good things about him I think It may sound like I'm not You get what you deserve sometimes You know Put yourself in that position Take it Uh, I, I don't have a problem with that but uh, Uber drivers are sleeping in their cars to make enough money. Now they're going on strike. I did get an email yesterday from... I did a little spot on my television show uh, here in Cron and uh, talked a little about the Uber strike. And I, I did get an Uber driver who's like... Uh, struggling to make ends meet, to say the least. Trump is blaming China. Trade talk blow up on very weak Democrats and the idea he'll lose the 2020 election. <laughs> Oh, good golly. Anyhow, hackers stole $40 million of Bitcoin from one of the world's largest crypto exchanges. I'm just going to say no to cryptocurrencies for the foreseeable future. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up right around the corner in Los Gatos, California. Gosh, about six days from now. You can find out more at RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com. Use code Radio 25 to get in and fall free.
1: making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black
2: talking money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Twisting and turning is kind of what the market is doing on headlines right now. I can't say it enough that I do a daily radio show that kind of says, don't listen to the daily radio show. Think long term. Try to find new ways to save money. Try to find new ways to earn money. Try to find new ways to invest money. Do you want to know one of my best financial tips? First and foremost, take care of your teeth. Teeth are expensive losing teeth stinks. Dentures are uh, how shall we say not ideal, right? And If you have dentures, I'm not taking a shot at you. How about this for a financial tip? Plant some fruit in your yard or vegetables. Do away with the podocarpuses. They're lovely, they generate a little oxygen, but plant some fruit. Fruit trees. Five dollar investment will yield you hundreds and hundreds of dollars in savings. You live in California. You have California sunshine. What's wrong with you people for not why doesn't everyone have fruit in their in their yards? I do. And now I'm moving to add a new plant. Tomatoes. Tomato prices are shooting up. The US Commerce Department announced the termination of the two thousand thirteen suspension agreement on fresh tomatoes from Mexico. That means the US will impose a seventeen and a half percent tariff on imported Mexican tomatoes. A move that many say will lead to an eighty percent hike in vine ripe fresh tomatoes. Simple tip, huh? You probably didn't see that one coming. You're like, oh, he's going to talk about all the new features in Android. (laughs) Nope. It's all about the fruit trees today. But I will talk a little bit about that Google Uh, big day yesterday. Got a little bit overshadowed by a dramatic stock market. Have you ever been with a partner who gets kind of crazy and you just want to slap them and say, stop it. Don't do that, because that's assault. <laughs> but have you ever wanted to? Sure. But Google has the Input Output 2019 conference. And they announced changes that are coming to Android, Google Search, Google Assist, and Google Lens More. They announced the new Nest Hub Max and Google Pixel 3a. Worthy uh, of note that Google's going to run into some problems... Uh, And Amazon's going to run into some problems with their devices that you can talk to. Europe ain't no U.S. Europe's like, what do you mean Alexa can hear what you're talking about? We don't like that, Amazon. We want to talk to you about that. United States is like, woo We don't mind giving up that privacy. Google's biggest event of the year kicked off with a two-hour keynote. And it's kind of fun. It's not quite as magical as Apple. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse. It's tough for me to really say, right? But they discuss some of the compelling changes that they're going to start throwing out there. If you search for the word black hole, you might get news stories about black holes, a timeline of news events on the topic, podcasts about it, and more. So trying to get more full coverage. Google's added a new augmented reality feature into search as well. You search for great white shark, and you're going to get results for the images, but you'll also be able to see a full 3D model Of a great white shark. Just tap a new augmented reality button. And there you go. You get to place a life-size version of it right in front of you. You almost have to like do a little research on this to see it. It's pretty cool. It's not going to change my life the better, but it's pretty cool. Google Lens is a function within the camera. That allows you to point a camera at something like a foreign language and have it automatically translated. It's pretty cool. You could snap a picture of a painting. Google Lens will tell you who painted it. Um, Our kids are going to live in a different world than you and I did, right? I had to live in a world where I had to figure out if Jackson Pollock was for real. If all that splattering of paint was was art or was it not. Our kids are just going to snap pictures of it and it'll tell them everything about it. Google Siri competitor, also known as Google Assistant is moving quickly ahead of of Apple Siri so Google says that when a person asks a command to its assistant its servers need to dig through 100 gigabytes of data to understand what it's being asked now it's shrinking that down to about 500 megabytes and it's putting it directly on the device so anything you ask Google Assistant will soon be up to 10 times faster than before Um, they're coming up with some cute phrases, too. Like, let's drive. We'll put your your phone into driving mode. Okay, okay. Nice. Bells and whistles, though, right? Uh, as my good friend Clara Peller said, where's the beef? I don't... There's a lot of sizzle here, but where's the steak? Cool features for sure. It'll make it more sticky for sure. They're getting ready to release um, some new hardware that will support 5G networks. Built-in support for foldable phone displays like the Galaxy Fold and the Huawei Mate X. A new dark mode that will help save battery life and it's easier on the eyes at night. Live captions that appear on any video, even without an internet connection. Again, making many people's lives for the better. Not a lot of do-re-mi signed to this yet. Smart replies with suggestions on what you will type next. I had a freaky little moment. I left my badge at work a couple weeks ago. Someone returned it and dropped an email to me. Hey, Rod, I left your badge at your office. And Microsoft's Outlook suggested I say, thank you. Uh, it, It had suggestions for me, and I was like, that's a little bit Weird. Does that make any sense? Uh, Faster security updates, they say. Improved parental controls for Google. Better privacy issues. They showed uh, Nest Hub Max, which is kind of a speaker and video thing. Apple kind of needs... Do you remember when we used to get uh, electronic picture frames? You had to go through this incredibly inane process of taking it from your camera... And then later in life, taking it from your phone, and you had to physically convert it to that that digital picture frame. Google's got something kind of like that now. And they're really building out that Nest brand. So it's a 10-inch screen and a camera that provides access to YouTube TV, music, recipes, video chats, Google Photos, and much, much more. It's going to launch for $229. So it's a, a, a miniature TV slash speaker. Perfect for a kitchen if you're cooking and you need to look up a recipe. It'll show you how to cook it. All cool bells and whistles. Good job, Google. Uh, Next up, Apple, right? (laughs) I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more.
1: And questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Pretty rough outing yesterday on the markets. How do I know? Because television wanted me to do a segment in the evening. It's always a tell. Reuters is reporting that China angered President Trump by backtracking on nearly every aspect of the negotiated language of the trade deal that was getting worked out, showing resistance in particular to changes in Chinese law. That report yesterday suggested the negotiations are going to be elongated and perhaps unsuccessful altogether. The president remains intent on forcing China's hand to correct unfair trade practices. I don't think it's any surprise that that's what the United States believes. pretty well documented on trade secrets and information technology being stolen. China also reported some mixed trade balance on the data in April that included 2.7% year-over-year decline in exports and a 4% year-over-year increase in imports. Slowdown in global growth yesterday is what we saw. Plus, we saw the geopolitical concerns. To me, it's a buying opportunity. When I'm 70 years old, and I don't have time to recover from a uh, market drama. It's an issue. But for me, this is a buying opportunity at this point in time. So that's out there, right? Um, that seems to be the story of the day that China is now coming to make a deal. Trump says China's coming to make a deal. And he says it once again through Twitter. <laughs>
0: oh this
2: presidency really really uh made twitter a thing and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i don't know if we all agree that what trump is tweeting out is relevant truthful or always proper it could be some pretty mean attacks on twitter little cyberbullying I think his wife, Melania, is all about stopping cyberbullying, too, right? But for the next president, if they tweet, I'm all for it. Like, a little more transparency and communication with the people on what you're trying to pull off makes sense. And you don't necessarily have to call a press conference that no one wants to sit through. So I'm out there. I'm down with that. So be very, very careful on buying IPOs right now. This week, we're going to see Uber. There's a chance that they pull it if the markets go into a massive tailspin, but probably not. The money's been lined up. The deal's been done. Now they just got to bring it public and live with the consequences better or worse. Beyond Meat is a stock that's doing incredibly well, but it's too expensive. It's, and again, you have to have, have discipline or you can't play this game. Do I want to own some Beyond Meat? Sure. And if I, if I really, really did, I'd own a little bit of it because I think it's overvalued here. And one day when the markets collapse, I'd buy more. Oh, boy. The headlines that we get to deal with today, not not leaving a lot to be desired. Barcelona got knocked out of the Champions League yesterday, and they accidentally left their star player, Messi, uh, at the match. Kind of cute, right? I'm not sure if you watch uh, Champions League soccer. It's some good soccer. The stuff on the MLS on weekends that you watch here, eh, eh. not knocking the MLS, but Champions League is, is the best of the best, in my opinion. Oh, Trump avoided paying taxes for eight years after more than one billion loss over a decade. I've always said that he was a horrible businessman. If you've ever been to any of his casinos, uh, they all went bankrupt. And how does a casino go bankrupt? It's it. it makes no sense. You with me against me? <laughs> oh, let's see what we can dig up. Okay, so IPOs right now. That's what I wanted to talk about. Beyond Meat is a company that came public. And to me, it has a bit of a cult of personality thing going on. uh, Where you love it just to love it. You want to own it just to own it. Americans are looking for meatless meat alternatives or meatless protein. So this is one of them, and this is a company that has really, they've been developing it in the lab and tinkering with it in the lab. And the thing that scares me is food works in a different way than, say, tech IPOs. Food is all about distribution. You have to have the trucks, the manufacturing, you got to have factories. That's easy enough, but the trucks is a difficult part. And then the shelf space is even more difficult. Now, fortunately for a company like Beyond Meat, uh, millennials are more geared towards saving money than ever before. Um, They're more geared towards uh, healthy food. I knew a millennial that had no fresh food in her home. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Had a refrigerator stocked full of alcohol. Okay, that's not so bad, right? Right. Where's the groceries? And she's like, ah. When you would talk to her, she had that, that vocal fry. She's like, ah, I like, I like fresh food. I like fresh. I like fresh. So she didn't have anything in the box. I'm like, not even microwave popcorn? Yeah. I'm like, do you shuck your own corn and then somehow make the kernels into popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> like, she wanted everything fresh. So Beyond Meat is appealing to that person, which that person is now... Non-dairy uh, options make up about 14% of, of milk options now. So like the almond milks and soy milks and things like that. Um, so we don't have to raise cattle to get said milk. Long story short... The amount of salt in a Beyond Meat burger (laughs) is crazy. I saw a review yesterday of someone who went to get a Beyond Meat burger. And he also got a Shake Shack burger. And he's like, Beyond Meat was okay. It was serviceable. To the point that he was like, it doesn't look quite right because it's perfectly round. And the cheese doesn't kind of melt in the grooves quite correctly. And in the end, he really liked the Shake Shack Burger better. Just juicy and more charred perfectly. But that doesn't mean anything. That's just one review at this point in time. We are going to have meatless alternatives for the foreseeable future. Beyond Meat is a brand. Then there's the Impossible Burger. And you know that Burger King came out with the Impossible Burger, the Impossible Whopper. They need to come public immediately because Beyond Meat has kind of paved the way, saying... We're losing a lot of money, but we know that there's a demand for this and the revenues are going to grow. And the revenues are growing nicely. Whereas Uber's revenues are slowing. Uh, They're no longer accelerating, they're no longer exploding on the upside. But you take a look at Beyond Meat's profile. It was supposed to be a $20 IPO and it's at $78 right now. And I don't care if you're the Queen of England. I ain't paying $78 for something that was priced $20 uh, by the bankers. It's a tough sell, right? Are you with me against me? You got to choose a side. This is a civil war. The statistics on Beyond Meat would scare you if you actually looked at them, but you're not buying it for that. You're buying it because it's a cult stock. I have a friend in the business who... Uh, When Sprouts came out, she's like, I want to buy Sprouts because it's, it's, you know, people my age are eating at Sprouts. And that didn't exactly terribly work out. So you got to be a little bit careful. Do I get it? Yeah. I get that vegans finally have their holy grail of stock investments. And again, you can invest where your heart is. It sometimes may not be the best way to do it. So when I look at a price to sales ratio and I see the price-to-sales ratio at 51 times. Now, again, it's still growing their sales, so that's got to almost forgive that. But I think this one's going to be... As soon as it's available to short, I think people are going to start jump on it. As soon as insiders can um, let go of their equity that they've invested in the company, um, I think you're going to see some downside action. The return on equity, the return on assets, horrible numbers. But I'm not trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> you know, uh, the operating cash flow horrible. The leverage cash flow awful. There's nothing I like about it, financially speaking. If I were to look at this, I would go. This is one of the worst companies on the planet. I hope you didn't buy it. But then you kind of get into that sexy appeal of no one's really doing meatless burgers. But then you go, what's the barrier to entry? Facebook has 2 billion people using their product. That's a pretty big barrier to entry. They've got 2 billion people that they can put advertisements in front of. So it's all about scale in, in that industry. In the food distribution industry, taking it from the lab to the, the uh, plate, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. So be cautious on that one. Not talking you out of it. But take a look back a couple years ago, we had this kind of crazy run on Wall Street where Shake Shack came public and Five Guys came public and Wahlburgers. And like we were just like, do we need more hamburger joints? Do they have to be publicly traded? You know who I would like to get publicly traded is Chick-fil-A. That is a company that is rocking it. Third biggest restaurant company in the U.S. behind McDonald's and Starbucks. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
1: At Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Tomorrow
2: is going to be the best day of my boys' lives. New season of Fortnite coming out. Season 9. I know you're saying... Your kids are pretty shallow. (laughs) They they haven't had that many great days. And they're like, they love this thing. And what's fine with me is when I grew up, video games are considered like for stupid people. At least that's what my dad had me believe, right? Now, what's interesting to note about this is I grew up with Pac-Man. My very first video game I saw was Pong. It was at a pizza parlor. What's up with pizza parlors having video games, right? You always be the first one there. And uh, I was fascinated. Then I saw a game a couple years later where you played like a cowboy and you it wasn't very many pixels. <laughs> and it didn't really look like a cowboy, but you kind of had to use your idea. And you, you had one button to shoot. You didn't aim. You had one button to shoot. So you basically had to trick your opponent who could only move up and down. You had to basically trick him into like l- leading into your shot. <laughs> uh and there was, like, cactus in between and things like that that would fall apart. And then you flash forward. That was in the 70s and 80s for me, right? Going to the arcade. I went, yeah, not once, I stole money from my mother. My friends stole money from their mothers. Uh, go in the purses to take money and go to the arcade, right? I think you're saying, what a derelict. <laughs> Look, I didn't even drink a beer until I was almost 20. Like, Give me some, you know, cut me some slack. Uh, yes, I was a little bit of a derelict. So, I, where is this going? Where it's going is when I started my career, I, I didn't know that I wanted to become a tech analyst. I didn't know that I wanted to be a tech investor. I didn't know that I wanted to specialize in technology. But I was really, really good at it. My dad once paid me check on his computer security at his office when i was 16 i was like a big compliment you know why my dad did that because when i was 15 i almost got arrested for understanding technology all too well and knowing how to break into satellites so i was a known hacker at that point long story short i'm pretty good at tech stocks because i played video games and they were fascinating to me you want to hear what a derelict I was? My dad would get video games for us for Christmas, and I knew where he was hiding the, 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 the Santa's stash. Sorry, if any kids are listening, Santa's not real. It's your dad. And my dad would ask for my bicycle lock, so he'd lock it up, but he didn't realize I had a second key. <laughs> right? So I'd get the games. I'd open them up. I'd play them all day while he was at work. And then when it, when it came time for Christmas, I'd be like, oh, I don't want that game. what a jerk right now i know why my dad drank so much it was probably because me it's actually probably because he didn't really know what the effects of fighting in wars and having six kids was going to be my dad had six kids that's a lot of stress and anxiety so anyway um i became a very good tech analyst so i let my kids play video games because i don't think they're corrupt and evil I I think it's important to go outside. I think it's important to to hang out with boys and girls. But my boys really shine with the social aspects of Fortnite. And I think in 10, 20, 30 years, it's going to have a nice payoff for them. I know you're saying, video games, ragged brain. I don't think so. You have to come up with dilemmas in investing. You have to see the dilemmas. Like, for instance... I had a pretty good health scare now. I'm still going through it. I have a massive infection in my body. Very low white blood cells. Doctor gave me some steroids. Five-day routine. And tr- trust me, this was hardcore stuff. I-, I was going batty. And you heard it on the show. Uh, you can't hide that kind of battiness. Uh Still haven't identified everything. But there's going to be more blood work. And there's going to be probably... Uh, how shall we say some incisions. With that said, I'll be okay. It brings me to my next thought of how you have to change your opinions. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said the Trump administration has finalized regulations that will require drug companies to disclose list price for the medications that they are showing on television commercials. When I saw Brett Favre throwing a football through a, a tire, I didn't know that was bowel erectile dysfunction. I just thought he was throwing a football through a tire. But then I saw him, like, cuddle up to a lady and, nah, I get it. Um, I don't need to see the $35 a month supply for Viagra. But that's what our country's moving towards. I think drug companies do great things. I don't mind the drug costs. I don't think it's as transparent as it should be. I don't think, why is it cheaper in Canada than is in the United States? Americans can kind of pay for it. Americans pay for the research that will cure the disease in my body that will cure the infection in my body. Prescription pricing disclosure is part of a multi-level blueprint that Donald Trump announced last year to try to lower prescription drug costs. I get lowering drug costs. I do. But then I think if we do that, we're also going to have to incentivize drug companies to continue to go hire scientists to come up with a cure for cancer and cure of infections and the cure for erectile dysfunction and the cure for baldness. I want the cure for baldness. I'll pay any amount of money for that. When I see a good head of hair, <laughs> I'm jealous. And as I've aged, my hair is like—it sucks getting old. You know, it's 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 the quality of the hair is not as as vibrant as it once was. Unless you're counting ear hair. The ten most commonly advertised drugs have prices ranging from five hundred thirty-five dollars to eleven thousand per month. If you've seen this commercial, ask your doctor about said drug right but i want pharma companies to continue to be incentivized with profits for coming up with medications i believe that capitalist trade-off is fair now we have to figure out a system and i don't have an answer for that i think they do more good than harm i think in some other economically advanced countries governments negotiate drug prices to keep medications more affordable for patients it's not a, we don't have to punish these guys. We, we should try to work with them. That's my opinion. Now, you're allowed your opinion, too. And that's what makes investing so wonderful. By the way, I don't own any individual drug companies. Interesting, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.